0: Welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 531.
1: In your life, in anybody's life, there are just a few dozen people that are around you every single day. Treat those people as if you would treat your VIPs and your best clients, and life will be good. This is Cars Yeah!
0: where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabyte dual LED flashlight with seven modes including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Tom Croto. Tom, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Doc, I am buckled up and
0: ready to go. All right. Great to have you here. Tom Croto serves as Deputy Commissioner, Global Commerce, for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. His role is to lead Georgia's Global Commerce team to increase jobs and investments through locating and expanding businesses. Tom joined the department in 1996, and he's worked in a number of other capacities within the agency. He's involved in a number of organizations and associations and currently serves on the board of the Georgia Economic Developers Association and the Georgia Quick Start Industry Services Advisory Council. One of the automotive industry's prominent companies is Kia, whose U.S. manufacturing base is in Georgia. So Tom, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your passion for automobiles, and maybe a little bit about how you help the industry here in the United States?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. So, of course, yeah, I do economic development here in Georgia, but I'm actually originally from Massachusetts. Uh, I grew up about an hour west of Boston in a uh, uh, sort of a medium sized town that had a lot of paper mill jobs, uh, about six paper mills. And it was a town that uh, at the time when I was growing up was actually losing those mills and losing jobs. So Mm. I saw a lot of rough times in my hometown. I ended up coming south to go to school to to Florida State University and then uh, ended up getting into economic development to help create jobs. And uh, it's been very satisfying for me uh, having come from a place where jobs were constantly going away, going to Canada, going south, for union reasons, uh, to be able to help communities here, here uh, to create jobs uh, on the positive side of the ledger.
0: You know absolutely, and, and for the cars yell listeners, you're a very special, different guest for me today because I wanted to have you on the show because the automotive industry is so important here in the United States, and we've all heard about you know all the manufacturing going offshore going somewhere else but there's a lot of jobs that are being retained here there's companies like kia in your great state that are manufacturing cars my wife drives a bmw those made in carolina so i think it'd be great for our listeners to learn a little bit more as we go through the questions here about how this benefits people workers and i love the way you uh segue that into what you do and how your life happened earlier we've all lived in areas where jobs have been lost and it's just devastating so Fantastic, love what you're doing, but as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Tom, take the wheel.
1: There are a lot of success quotes that have meaning to me, but but one of the ones I love is one that says, stop chasing the money. And start chasing the passion and, and this is what I see so much is, is in life and I certainly feel this personally for me that this has worked out that when you when you're not thinking about how much money you're making or what that next raise is or you know when, you, when you're really thinking about what you love to do you end up doing that much better and, and, and the money comes and the other things come Uh, And I just think that that really is true in life for so many people that when you chase your passion, you become successful. And, And that's certainly been the case for me.
0: Well, you hit the nail on the head here with what Cars Yeah is all about. The mantra here is inspiring automotive enthusiasts. And my goal was to interview people who can inspire others and help them realize that, you know what? Tom and all these other past 530 guests here on Cars. Yeah, I have figured out a way to wrap their passion into their vocation. And so you couldn't have said it better. Absolutely great. Love that quote. And you're hearing it more and more these days, even from young people, millennials, uh, X, Ys, even people before is don't chase the money, chase the passion. Do what you're passionate about. So, so important. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a bit of a car guy?
1: I think for me, there was, there was a period in my 20s where I had, a, uh, I had some knee surgery that I needed to have, and, and I was a young guy on my own, and uh, living here in Atlanta, and uh, very early in my career, I didn't have a lot of money. I, I had the surgery. I had a lot of hospital bills. And I had a, a pretty crappy Buick LeSabre that I had gotten, you know, when I when I'd gotten uh, just out of college. Mm-hmm. And I sold the LeSabre so that I could pay my hospital bills. Oh, and and I went for 10 months without having a car,
2: mm.
1: which Atlanta is. At, especially at that time was less of an inner city place so it's not an easy place to to not have a car and be taking buses and and that type of thing which is what I I did I was renting apartments so I was having to to drag my laundry you know walk it to the to the <laughs> yeah. place to, to do laundry and and all of that kind of stuff so when I got to a point where I could buy a car uh the last thing I wanted was you know that that family kind of car and, and and I just had a terrible model year for that car it did not operate well the fuel injection was always on the fritz and
2: mm.
1: was always a problem for me i ended up buying a alfa romeo convertible
0: oh my gosh you went you went to a big extreme
1: from an eastern uh, from an eastern airlines pilot uh, right after the, the, the whole strike had you know, put the, uh, the company out of business. Yeah. And, uh, and he had a you know regular Mercedes sedan, and this was just a car he kind of toyed around with and was looking for a little extra money. So it uh, worked out great for both of us. But uh, that period of my life, I think, really helped me to appreciate both the practicality of what a car really means to you Um, but also being very thoughtful about what you drive and and driving something that you're really passionate about.
0: Great story. I mean, taking uh, lemons into lemonade, if you will, going from having to sell your car for a medical issue and then uh, going without for so long and then jumping into something pretty darn fun. So although Italian, those older Italian cars, maybe not as reliable as you'd like. I never had a problem with it. Well, good.
1: You know, I was at that point where, uh, I think I had learned and, and did a lot of preventive maintenance on it. Ah. But it. It was a great little car; always ran well for me.
0: Awesome! Sounds like fun. Well, what I'd love to do now, Tom, is look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way. We all face these things, but the most important part of it is how do we come out of it? What did we learn from it so we can move on?
1: You know, what comes to mind, or what came to mind, you know, when I think about this question recently? Is I lost my dad recently? Oh, um, no, I'm sorry. In the past few months, thank yeah. you. Ironically enough, um, he was actually struck by an automobile. Um, oh my and, gosh! And he he did not pass away right away. Mm-hmm. Um, he he lived for a while, long enough for for all of us to you know really and get to see him and enjoy his company and tell him how we felt about him. Yeah. But that was a challenge that really made me think about you know kind of where i am in life and how i interact with others and and it's funny when your father passes away and you and you lose that paternal figure in the family and you suddenly realize what a um bigger paternal role you're going to have within the family
2: mm-hmm. it
1: changes you a little bit oh yeah and one of the biggest challenges about this whole thing was I, I, there were five of us children and I was chosen to do the eulogy and I was just deathly afraid of this whole situation. I'm getting it. Was I going to fall apart trying to do it? Right. Would I do my dad justice, you know, in doing oh, it?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: By the time it came around, I was really excited to do it because I, I was really excited to, to really tell a great story about my dad's life and and what he meant to so many people mm. and, and as I stood up in the in the church and and did that for you know twenty solid minutes and it, and it came out really great and I could see the smiles and the tears in people's eyes and uh, and afterwards what it you know what they told me it meant to, to them right it, It's funny what it did to me because I have a speaking role many times in my job here at the Department of Economic Development. And it's something that I've never relished. It's something that, it, that you know, it, I've never had a great deal of confidence about. Mm-hmm. After I got through that, I thought, you know what? If I can do that, <laughs> yes. there be nothing else that rattles me. Being in front of 200 people, being in front of 1,000 people, having to face that has really helped me now yeah. in my public life going forward and being in front of people and doing shows like this. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, we're we're being listened to by thousands of people here on Cars, yeah, in 92 countries around the world. Pretty darn cool. But, you know, first and foremost, my sincere condolences for your yeah. loss. I mean, wow. And And I really appreciate you sharing such a personal story with us. I've had a lot of Just spectacular, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching stories from people here. But I love the fact that this taught you something, that your dad taught you something that maybe... Even in death. In death, yeah, yes. A really valuable lesson that you could carry forward. And he provided you with a strength that you didn't even know you had. But now you that's, have it because of that's him. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. So now I actually get to utter a little thank you to him yes. every time I have a public speaking event. To oh do, gosh, afterwards.
0: yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dad. What a what a great story. Thank you for sharing so, that. So fam- you
1: you called this getting under the hood? And yes. so I, I you know I, I didn't want to. Uh, To put something too heavy on your show, but that's really getting under the hood. You know, lovely
0: story. Absolutely lovely story. I really appreciate you sharing. I think there's a lot of listeners out there right now just saying, wow, (laughs) fantastic. Well, let's, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea, this new direction that you had. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success.
1: You know, in our business and economic development, companies have a lot of choices of of where they invest their money and and put their operations. And and that's really what we do on an everyday basis, try and help companies see truly what the business environment here is in Georgia uh, and all the attributes of having an operation here uh, and and the platform that we can offer companies to be successful. Yes, but in that process of a company deciding on where it's going to, which state it's going to put an operation in, which community it's going to put an operation in, there's always discussion about incentive money um, mm-hmm. that's put on the table. And we had a, a, a company a couple of years ago, that is really one of the top companies in the country. It's a brand name that everybody would recognize, that everybody sees and uses every day. And, and you know, anytime I tell this story, I have to say, no, it's not Walmart. Because everybody kind of <laughs> wants yeah. to go, I don't know why, but everybody, it's not Walmart. Let me get out there. <laughs> but it is a company whose name really is at the forefront of everybody's minds every day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a big company, a lot of, a lot of resources, a lot of influence, and they were looking at putting a manufacturing operation somewhere in the southeast. It was a very competitive situation, and it came down to two states, Georgia and a neighboring state. And they really liked the site in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kept telling us that the neighboring state had a, uh, a, a bigger incentive offer on the table. They had more cash on the table, and it was a real, a real problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At, at one point, we thought we negotiated with their team something that was satisfactory. And then they brought in a hired gun from corporate. Uh, Uh, they're in a completely different part of the country and their own project team was so scared of this guy that it was visible when he came in and they kind of tucked away into a conference room for an hour and we could hear him just letting his own team have it for not being hard enough on us in their negotiations and sort of coming to this soft agreement you know that they had come to
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with we went to dinner that night and the tension just built and built and built and we had you know a a site visit the next day and the tension was continuing to build and everybody kept running over to me and say Tom what are we going to do you know they, they you know they're saying that we need to put hundreds of thousands even millions more on the table and and, you know, this guy is saying that if the, if the governor doesn't pick up the phone this morning and call the CEO of the company, that they're just going to walk away, get on the plane and leave. And it, we had a schedule set where toward the end of the visit, we had our, our presentations in a conference room. And about three quarters of the way through the presentation was the part on incentives. So by the time we got into this conference room and I got up there to make a presentation on the site and the community and why all the great reasons to do business in Georgia, the blood was draining from everybody's faces closer to this this incentives piece. The night before, as I thought about what the heck I was going to do to try and address this situation, because I knew that we did not have the authority or you know the the permission from the governor's office to go up as much as as what they were looking for us from the other state and nobody knew this but when i finally got to that point in the presentation i pulled up from the company's own website what their core values are mm. and amazingly their core values were Everything that had to do with investing in the community, creating partnerships at the community level, valuing their own employees, valuing <laughs> the environment, doing valuing education and professional development and that type of thing. And essentially, I put their core values alongside of Georgia's seal, ah. which is... Wisdom, justice, and moderation. Mm. Um, and they aligned very well and really ended up talking to the company about, rather than trying to squeeze the last nickel out of Georgia and this community, why are we not talking about what we could do to, together to enhance education? Why are we not talking about what community what the company could do to invest in the environment, to invest in the community, to replant the trees that are being taken away from the site. And there were a number of team members from this company, sort of the gunslinger, kind of sat there with his arms folded the whole time. Of course. The HR people, the, the real estate consultant, the other folks, they were all sitting there with huge grins on their faces for two reasons. One, they believed that this really did align with the company. And two, they knew that this gunslinger who you know that their own people did not particularly love was not going to be able to come back at me against his own company's values. Yeah. The company ended up locating in Georgia. They ended up investing uh, actually a couple of hundred thousand dollars in the community um, that they promised afterwards. And... The, the aha moment for me was you know we talk a lot about why we're great for business and and what a great platform this is for for companies to open new operations but really understanding a company's dna and the, their core values and how that aligns with georgia's core, core values really makes us a better economic development organization and that's really what we try and do now uh, in each case, while we work with companies.
0: Wow. What a story. I mean, <laughs> There's so many awesome golden nuggets to that story that uh, occurred through that. First and foremost, kudos to you for realizing the alignment there of those two mission statements. Really brilliant thinking on your part. And honestly, quite sad that the company has someone like that in charge that walks in and scares the heck out of everybody. That's just terrible. Yeah.
1: We see a lot of interesting things, Mark. They're behind the scenes,
0: <laughs> I'll bet you. Well, and dealing with international companies too, whether this one was or not, doesn't really matter. But international companies have different mindsets, different ways they act, different ways they do things. I'm sure that uh, you never quite know what each of your days is going to be like. So, uh, a really great story. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about your proudest career moment. I mean, I think you shared one right there with us. Is there one thing that stands out for you in the years you've been working to help bring jobs to? your great state that really stands out and makes you feel really proud?
1: Well, you know, we've had so many great experiences. We've had so many great wins. Uh, You know, recently Mercedes-Benz USA announced that they were moving their uh, North American headquarters here. Uh, Porsche North America uh, did the same.
0: Yeah. Congratulations.
1: uh, A couple of years. And uh, we've had some really, you know, marquee wins in economic development. I always say that you know when people ask me about my you know proudest success moment, I like to say that it's it's still on the horizon. <laughs> it, it, it's my next one. It, it's one that's coming up. I like that. But having said that, I will say that since I've been deputy commissioner, Georgia has been voted as the best state for business three years in a row, Wow! and that's something that that we've worked particularly hard on from the governor on down in terms of being competitive, and I I give all the the credit in the world uh, to our current governor, uh, Nathan Deal, and his staff for doing the types of things that are necessary to make Georgia as as competitive as we are for business to gain that designation. Last year, we were also recognized as the number one economic development organization in the country as well. And I, and I take particular pride in that because that you know, obviously doesn't happen if you are not customer service focused, if you're not professional, if you, if you don't have a focus on integrity. And those are all the things that I try and bring to my job and, and to our team every day.
0: Ah, it's fantastic. Really, uh really great. You and your team, what you're doing. Congratulations for that. One of my past guests, Ray Schaefer, who uh, works at the new Porsche facility that you mentioned there, uh just recently moved from Florida to Georgia. Loves it. The new facility that uh, Porsche built there is fantastic. I can't wait to get back there. I'd love to pick up my new Porsche there someday. That'd be pretty darn cool. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Is there a a car that really stands out for you, you kind of went, yeah, I got something pretty cool here, and maybe a memory you have with that vehicle?
1: Mm. Well, the, there, are, there are two things that, that come to mind from, from my childhood, I guess. One was when probably when I was about nine years old, and we had a, a pretty big family. So there were five kids, seven of us.
2: Oh, wow. Know,
1: and, and so we, had, we always had station wagons. And, uh, and my dad always got the, the most out of our cars that he could. And uh, there, there came a time where uh, we went to buy a station wagon, uh, a new one, and he had negotiated on a deal on one and negotiated on the trade-in. And, and our old clunker was, was, you know, breaking down. And, and the guy said, well, you know, as long as you get it to me, um, this is what I 'll give you for it, and and then you can drive your new station wagon home. So it was just my dad and I. Uh, I just happened to be the only one with him that night as he went to bring the station wagon in, and it literally broke down and stopped. well, it didn't stop. That was the key. we were <laughs> We were driving to the dealership, which was on uh, on a road that uh, on a slight incline. The car quit about a quarter mile away. And he coasted the thing into the dealership.
0: Oh, my gosh. We
1: just laughed afterwards <laughs> the whole way home about the incident. So that one kind of stands out for me. The other one that stands out for me, I guess, is, is when I was a freshman in high school, uh, about halfway through the year, I began dating a junior who, you know, which is a big deal. She had a car, and she drove a 442. Ooh. And so for a kid in ninth grade, (laughs) I just thought that I was the greatest thing riding around with this gal in her 442 four barrel.
0: (laughs) I love it. But you know, the story about your dad milking that car for every last breath and coasting into that dealership for a trade-in, what a brilliant guy. I mean, just, uh, ah, that's awesome. I'm just, I'm sitting here chuckling, trying not to laugh too hard. That's absolutely spectacular. Well, how about a car that you sold, that you let go, that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is there any vehicle you've had that you look back on and went, "Oh, I wish I had that back"?
1: You know, I I don't know that I do. I you know, I think about that that Alfa Romeo that I drove for for so many years when I was single and and in my twenties that I loved so much. I didn't want to sell it when it when it was time where we started. My wife and I started having kids. It wasn't really a practical car sure. anymore. Yeah. It was an older model, so it didn't have an airbag and all of those things. But I actually got to sell it to my best friend. Oh, nice! To Massachusetts. Yeah. That was really great that I got to to sell my my love uh, to my best friend, and and he still has it, and uh, I still get to see it once in a while. I still get to drive it once in a while when I go back to Massachusetts and see him. So. I don't know that I have a regret or remorse. I think it's, it's more of a, I would have regretted it. Um And, and I still think sometimes that, you know, when the kids get old enough to move on, then maybe I'll end up in a, a convertible again. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Those days, it's funny how that circles back around in life a little bit, but I understand completely my son's graduated from college in three weeks. So now we're empty nesters again with both our kids uh, graduating and moving on to jobs and careers in new cities. And uh, yeah, maybe it's time for something a little fun that uh, only seats two. So (laughs) great story. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today. What has you excited and fired up? As I mentioned in the beginning here, the automotive industry is so important to the economy in the United States, the economy in each state. And there's so many great things happening right now around the world, but in the United States. But tell us what has you excited and fired up today with what you're doing and how you're promoting business in your state.
1: Yeah. and And I would say the automotive industry plays a central role in what I'm excited about today. So, you know, we get to work with so many great industries, and, and we work with the automotive industry, we work with the aerospace industry, we recruit headquarter operations, we work with a lot of software companies and fintech financial companies, but right now, the automotive industry, it just really has been the king over the last couple of years, and it's been such a central part of our success in economic development in Georgia. I mentioned Mercedes and, and Porsche. Uh, a little while ago, but of, of course, Kia's, you know, with their manufacturing facility here, Gulfstream, you know, on the aerospace side being here. We've had so many great projects with these companies, and, you know, with the foreign owned OEMs that are all around us, you know, Mercedes in Alabama, and BMW in South Carolina, and VW in Tennessee, along with, you know, Kia here in Georgia and Honda uh, and Hyundai over in in Alabama, we've really seen this great activity and influx of supplier companies that we've gotten to work with out of Europe and Asia. Mm -hmm. And that's really kept us busy. And we've had so many successes recently with companies like Enalpha and uh, Vostalpine out of Austria and KTW and Herring out of Germany and Lindy Wieman out of Germany and uh, Yachio, uh out of J- uh, Japan. Uh, uh, these are all companies that have come and put facilities here uh, just within the last couple of years. And this supplier activity, it's just been absolutely phenomenal to see. Uh, these companies have been terrific to work with. And uh, it's just been great to be a part of Georgia's success in recruiting these supplier companies to come and serve these OEMs around us.
0: Oh, absolutely. And of course, the most important part of all this are jobs, which uh, are crucial to everybody's lives is to have a, a reason to get up every morning, a reason to go do something and something to be proud about and passionate about.
1: That's right, Mark. And you know, you mentioned offshoring and and that type of thing. We're really seeing a whole lot more companies coming to us uh, in the U.S. and and particularly in Georgia than we are seeing leaving right now. So we're yeah. seeing lots of companies come from, you know, Germany and Austria and that area but also korea to to, to come fo- to supply kia and and from japan as well we just we have a lot of great activity right now from foreign-owned companies and uh are finally seeing it come our way for a change
0: yes it's great to see i mean we've got uh, the best workers in the world here so it's uh absolutely necessary and needed and what you're doing there is absolutely spectacular that's why i'm so happy to have you here on the show now here's a very introspective question for you, Tom. If you were a car, what kind of car would Tom be, and why?
1: You know that's an interesting question, and <laughs> I'm kind of chuckling to myself thinking about what what people around me would say about <laughs> Yes, you know. I think my wife would say a slow one
0: <laughs> um, maybe methodical but, is a better way to describe uh, that. <laughs>
1: I think there are other people around here who would say a station wagon. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe one that's coasting into the dealership.
0: <laughs> You're not at that point yet, don't worry.
1: I am a family man and um and I and I proudly drive a Kia Optima. I'm just so, you know, proud of what they have done here uh-huh. and When I went to buy a car a couple of years ago, I knew it had to be a Kia. And so I would say a sporty sedan.
0: There you go.
1: Being a family man and driving an Optima, which I absolutely love to drive, Driving a Kia product, which I love, I would just say a sporty sedan is is probably me.
0: There you go, I love it. That's why I like that answer or that question rather so much because it does bring out some very interesting answers. <laughs> Great. So Tom, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, Exteriors from the elements and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout. Cars, yeah. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, certified financial planner practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call two five three. 722 plan or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders or 12 or 16 securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp member finra sipc okay tom we're back and we're entering the last lap and i'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers so you ready I'm ready. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: I'm not mechanically inclined. Let's put it that way, right? (laughs) So uh, when I was younger, uh, my dad told me, you you know, in terms of of keeping your car fixed and that type of thing, he said, if a car doesn't go, that's one thing. But if a car doesn't stop, that's quite another. (laughs) Make sure that your brakes and your tires are always in good condition.
0: Great advice from your dad. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years?
1: Well, I think, um, I think getting up early every morning Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and having some time to yourself and, and, you know, for, for me, a lot of times, you know, that is exercise just starts the day off in a positive way.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, and I, I think that, that, you know, everybody's always better when they're they're more positive and and when you're not rushed. So
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's it's being an early riser and uh, and starting your day off with some exercise.
0: You know, that's a habit that I hear from many many ultra successful people is getting up and exercising, getting the blood flowing, the oxygen to the brain, setting your day off right. And you you said something there, having a little time to yourself, because once the gig gets going, all your self time evaporates. So <laughs> that's a great answer.
1: The other thing is is define what you want to do rather than simply reacting to everything that's coming at you all the time.:
0: Yes, yes, yeah.
1: Because with email and text and everything else today it it gets harder and harder to actually be doing what you want to do, and it, it's easy to lose if if you don't have if you don't have any well what's the term I'm looking for? Man,
0: discipline. Discipline. There you go. Yes, absolutely. I understand. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy?
1: You know, we have a, a great manufacturing video on our website. Uh, cool. And uh, I, I believe the easiest way to get to it is to go to georgia.org slash manufacturing.
0: Awesome. Great. I'll make sure that that is listed on your show notes page here at com. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well?
1: Well, there's a a great book that actually my father-in-law wrote called Some of the Best uh, by Bill Robertson. He's a uh, Vietnam uh, vet who uh, wrote a book about some of his experiences um, that I loved reading about, and uh, I think any reader would, too. Uh, I would say Anything by Jeff Shara who is a historical novelist that writes about Civil War, World War One, World War Two, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right now I'm reading a book called Red Notice that I'm really enjoying, but I don't remember the author's
0: name. Awesome. Great books. Well, listeners, you can find all these resources on Tom show notes page at com slash Tom Croto. And Tom's last name is spelled C R O T E a u and there's another great place on the car show website called guest recommended books for these great three books looking forward to getting my hands on these tom and all the other past 530 guest books are listed for quick easy clicks to buy we are up to the checkered flag and this last question can be a real doozy if you could have only one collector car fun car play car in your garage and don't worry about the price today tom cuz i'll buy you whatever you'd like i'll even ship it to you there in georgia what would that vehicle be, and more importantly, why?
1: You know, there's a, a car that, uh, when I was growing up, there, there was a kid in our town uh, who was lucky enough to, to have this when he was probably, gosh, 17 years old. It was that old uh, long-nosed Jaguar with 12 cylinders, but it was a convertible as well. Maybe you can help me out.
0: I'm guessing he had a
1: Jaguar XKE. XKE it had the really long hood. Yes. Twelve yes. cylinder, way more engine than should ever be necessary for you know a <laughs> yeah. piece of metal that size. Uh, but just a great looking car. I've always loved that car.
0: Uh, you know that car is a special place in my heart. The first Matchbox by Lesney my father ever bought me. I must have been five years old. Was a red. Jaguar XKE, and yep. when I was in junior high and high school, I had my own detailing business, and one of my clients had a V12 XKE that he'd let me drive back to my house. I felt like king of the road when I was sitting in that car <laughs> as a high school student. The XKE is such a beautiful design, one of those iconic cars. It's definitely a bucket list car for me. So, uh yeah, I think we can uh, find you an XKE for sure. I think you'd really like driving that car.
1: Awesome. Fantastic vehicle.
0: Great choice. Yeah, they're just beautiful 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 design tom you've taken me on a great ride today i've really enjoyed talking with you and having you on the show and i want to thank you for sharing your journey with the cars out listeners and for everything you're doing to create jobs in this country bring industry and businesses here it's so important ah just so important and the work that you and your team are doing is so valuable. We all appreciate it. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your very own Jaguar XKE?
1: Uh, I guess my parting thought would be, you know, I, at least in my world, we deal with C-level executives and important clients and and important politicians sometimes and and VIPs all the time. But there are in your life, in anybody's life, there are just a few dozen people that are around you every single day. And treat those people as if you would treat your VIPs and your best clients. And life will be good.
0: You know, I love that as well, that whole outlook. Uh, we are the culmination of the people we spend most our time with. And uh, sometimes uh, those folks that are around us can be easily ignored or overlooked because of the so-called important stuff around us. So Yeah, take the time to uh, offer gratitude to the people you work with, give them a smile, give them a pat on the back, and listen to them,
1: right? That's right. And my other parting thought is, is come visit us in Georgia.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, the great state of Georgia, and what you're doing?
1: Uh, Our website is www.georgia.org. There you go.
0: Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Tom's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at com, Just type Tom in the search bar. His page will pop up with links. I encourage you to visit Tom, visit the great state of Georgia. Check out what's going on there. There's so much happening in the automotive world. Companies moving there. There's some great facilities to go and tour. Uh check it out. I think you'll be very happy. Tom, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yad listeners. Until we talk again. I'll see you down the road.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's been a lot of fun.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYa.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!